Voyagers ahoy! Welcome to the Semester at Sea Wavelength Podcast. My name is Patrick Fennell, Spring 2014 alum and member of the Young Alumni Council. Every episode on the podcast, we hear interviews, stories, and other audible creations from students, alumni, and or staff. This week's show features an interview with the Betancourt family. The interview was conducted by Annie Rappaport, faculty and staff council member. This interview features Rosario and her children Juan Ho and Sophia. Rosaria is an alumni of the 1981 voyage, and her son Juan sailed in 2015. This episode has a unique twist for prospective students. At time of recording, Sophia was preparing to embark on the spring 2024 voyage. Make sure to follow and save the SAS podcast in your feed so you catch our follow-up interview with Sophia post-voyage. Now, Annie, take it away. Hello and welcome. We are so thrilled today to have another family join us on the Semester at Sea Wavelengths podcast. This family comes from Columbia and are very near and dear to my heart because I was the advisor for one of the family members and I've gotten to know them over the years. And with that, I will have them introduce themselves, beginning with Rosario. Okay. Hello. My name is Rosario Salamanca from Bogota, Colombia. And I learned about Semester at Sea while I was in Boston. I was studying in Boston, like for a gap year, in Pine Manor College. And when I was there, there was a conference about Semester at Sea. Some people from there, from their organization, at that time was from Pittsburgh University, not Colorado University. They told us about the program and oh my God, I was so interested in it. And thanks to God and thanks to my family, I got the opportunity to travel. And I got in semester at sea in fall 19. It was like gap semester also because uh, I was uh, taking uh, some courses that it didn't... Uh, have to do anything with my career, but uh, it was a wonderful experience and uh, the courses I took, they were very interesting for me and for my life. And besides everything, the the experience by itself, it was the most wonderful thing I've ever done. So that's my story. That's a wonderful, beautiful story. And uh, Juan Ho? Hey, hello, everybody. My name is Juan Jose Betancourt. Also from Bogota, Colombia, I am Rosario's son. And as you might guess, I learned about Semester at Sea through her stories when I was a kid growing up. And uh, upon graduation from high school, uh, I had the opportunity to go. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it in a, in a little bit, but I will let my sister be introduced for now. Okay, so hello, everybody. My name is Sophia. I am an admitted postgrad student for the 2024 Spring Voyage. I am really excited to go. And of course, I am Juanjo's sister and Rosario's daughter. And well, of course, it's it's the same story as my brother. So I grew up hearing my mother's stories when I was a kid. And it has been a dream for me since then. So to really go into actually going to live the experience is almost like a fever dream for me. I'm really excited. And I believe it's it has been like my life dream 
since I don't know when, but <laughs> I'm really excited and I'm thrilled to know every culture, every class that I'm going to take. And I'm sure that we're going to talk more in profoundly and deeply in a moment. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for those introductions. And you have all sailed between Rosaria began in 1981, then Juan Ho in 2015. And then very soon, Sophia, you'll be going on the World Odyssey in spring 24. So something that's really neat to think about across your family is that you've been a part of three different kind of eras of semester at sea, if you will. So Rosaria, you sailed when it was with University of Pittsburgh. Juan Ho, you sailed when it was with University of Virginia. And Sophia, you're going to be sailing when it's with Colorado State. And also three different ships. Mm-hmm. So I, in my own ignorance, Rosario, I don't know the name of your ship. <laughs> what was the name of your ship? It was SS Universe. It was you're a- on the, okay, so you were in the SS Universe. Juan Ho and I were on Semester at Sea when it was the MV Explorer. And Sophia, you'll be on it when it's the Odyssey. So I think we have such a really neat viewpoint coming from all three of you. Is semester at sea known at all in Colombia? Not a bit. <laughs> Not a bit. So when you tell, when you all open up and you tell these stories, like what are people, what what comes up? What do people ask you, and what do you like to share? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like you're joking. You're pulling a leg. No, it's real. I did it. But I actually have a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But I actually have a nice anecdote because I think it was last time, last week or two weeks ago. I was in a um, job interview and I was telling my um, the person that was interviewing me that I was going to go to semester at sea because it's not known at all in Colombia. And she actually told me that he, her brother went into semester at sea. So it was crazy because it's, it's I think it's the first Colombian person that I know apart from my family that went to semester at sea. So it was really surprising for me that it actually happened and we actually talked on WhatsApp. Hey, we have to go and talk and, I don't know, get some coffee and talk about semester at sea. And we're actually going to do it. Oh, I hope so. So that's wonderful, Sophia. And what you speak about is so true. I feel like whenever you run into somebody else who has shared the experience of semester at sea, you have an instant bond. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really neat. So from all, and I'm, I hope in the future that becomes more common I, that more people in Colombia know about semester. Of course, we are not the first Colombians to, to ever go. And I sure hope so we're not last, but yeah. not a known thing for sure. You you might stumble upon one or two people that know about it that might have gone, but the, the vast majority don't know what it is. I was the first Colombian to travel in semester. At sea, and after me, there were a couple of people that I know right now, but there's no, not such a big information about Sumasuatsi here in Colombia. Exactly. And yes, there's many reasons why you are special, Rosario. And that is one, one of many reasons, but yeah, it's so true. For those of you unfamiliar with Semester at Sea, Semester at Sea is a biannual study abroad program taking place during the fall and spring semesters where students get the opportunity to study abroad on a ship, and where the world becomes your classroom. Semester at Sea is hosted by ISE, the Institute for Shipboard Education, a nonprofit based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Semester at Sea is made possible with support of listeners like you. Whether student, alumni, or neither, visit semesteratsea.org to get involved and find out more.
You can also find Semester at Sea on any of your favorite social media platforms. Applications are currently open and accepted on a rolling basis. Donations are welcome and serve students the opportunity at experiences like you hear on this show. So something I like to ask every um, individual or group that we get to have on the podcast is if each of you could take a turn and just for Rosario and Juan Ho, talk about one of your biggest takeaways from the voyage, like something that you've taken with you for the rest of your life and where that came from on your time at sea. And Sophia, what you're anticipating because you haven't quite gone yet. So why don't we begin with, this time we'll begin with Juan Ho. All right. I think the thing that impacted me the most throughout the whole voyage and encapsulating the whole experience was the contrast between the idea of very different cultures all around the world and yet we are all the same. We all have dreams, feelings, bad days, good days and it's very different to to know that in an intellectual level and a very different thing to actually be standing next to somebody, I don't know, Singapore or in India or in South Africa and be talking in the same language, of course, so we can communicate, but um, also in the same language in a higher level, in a human level of, okay, I, I, I see you as a human being, as a, as a person that is just like me. And that was very beautiful to, to feel anything that impacted me since then. And it has been with me ever since. It's beautiful. You You just said everything that everybody in headquarters hopes for. That's why so many people work for Semester C. You just said why Semester C exists in a couple of in a very poetic way. So well done. And Rosario, what have you taken with you? I know it's been a big part of Uh, your life. Yeah. Also the cultural differences between every country and the same as Juan Jose said, at last we are the same. We are humans and at last, we are the same kind of, of um, substance, if you can say that. Impacted me very much the geography of the world because I was around. I got around uh, because I sailed from uh, Fort Lauderdale and no, I'm sorry, from um, yeah. Seattle in Washington. And we went around and we arrived at Fort Lauderdale. We were around the world. We were really around the world in 100 days. (laughs) So the geography of the oceans, the geography of the places, the nature, the animals, and of course, first of all, the people. But for me, nature is very inside my heart. And living very close to the nature that we had to experience at at sea and and inland, it was very special for me. And uh, nowadays, the comparison between, for example, Juan Jose's uh, trip and, of course, Sofia's trip is such a different thing. It's mm-hmm. such a different. Well, in at the end, it's the same. But the communication, the information, everything is so different. Uh, so nowadays, Looking back, the, all the problems that we had, especially with uh, information and communications, comparing to what is now, is so different and so amazing that what the, the technology had, that has come nowadays to help us in knowing everything around. So that was my experience. Thank you. And what are you looking forward to, Sophia? In my experience, 
Mm. It's really nice. And I have, I'm really looking forward to embark on the MV World Odyssey, especially because I have a lot of expectations, <laughs> as you can imagine, because, well, my mom and my brother did it. But especially, I'm going to be embarking as a postgrad. I'm graduating in September. I'm really excited. And I'm majoring in psychology. For me, it's really amazing to be like to really be present for people and especially in a voyage in which as my brother was telling uh, there's a lot of feelings and emotions in many ways and I'm really looking forward to understand psychology in a global perspective because yesterday actually I was talking with a friend that psychology is one of the careers in which you can apply it in a global dimension because for example it's really different from um for example, something that has to do with law, because it's more cultural-centered, but psychology, it's more global-centered. <laughs> like, everybody has psychology, everybody has emotions, feelings. So, for me, it's really interesting to get to know the psychology all around the world, because especially, it depends on the culture, of course, because the culture has to do with traditions, with rules, with social cues, with a lot of things that I'm really excited to learn about. Because my plan is to go to semester at sea to understand a lot of psychology globally talking and then to come here and to apply my teachings and to apply everything that I learned to start my master's, hopefully. So it's, I think it's a really nice moment to go because I believe that I'm more emotionally mature to go. So I'm really looking forward to be some kind of an anchor for the people there. Mm, and I'm actually applying to to be a student assistant in to be like a, an assistant for the gap year students. And I think it's a really nice um, job to apply for, especially because I really like to work with people. And especially in that essay that I wrote for my application, I wrote something that has to do a lot with what Juanjo was saying. And is that the best example to understand that actually we all have feelings and emotions is that after pandemics the the mental health was really difficult there was a lot of anxiety of depression of ptsd a lot of things and it was a global thing so it was not a, a centered thing so it was not that colombia was bad or no everybody has health problems and mental health problems so i think that it's a great example to to know and to understand that psychology is for everybody, not just for a single individual. So in conclusion, so that that's what I'm looking forward to. But I think it's going to be an intellectual, emotional, psychological and physical adventure all at once. So I'm really excited and I'm really grateful with you to give me this place. Well, you may feel grateful. But as someone who used to work more directly with Semester at Sea for a number of years, we are so grateful to have you, Sophia. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're going to be such a tremendous, like you said, anchor for what becomes a shipboard family. And there are, it is an emotional journey for every single person because no matter who you are and where you come from, you're going to be challenged in so many ways, whether it's seeing disparity around the world, whether it's seeing environmental threats around the world. There's a lot of serious moments on Semester at Sea that are moments of growth. If we have community members like yourself who know that it's not just okay to feel uncomfortable, it's part of being human. And you're going to be one of those people I think I'm sensing. I'm just so impressed by you that's going to connect people and help them have the best 
most meaningful experiences on the ship as you help in whatever role you have. But if you're helping gap your students, especially, I feel like you're going to have so many opportunities. And if things have been in the same vein as they were when I was there, a lot of your students will be from around the world. A lot of the international students are the gap year students. Yeah, thanks. So, yes. So thank, yes, thank you. Oh my goodness. I wish I was on the ship with you. I just want to watch you say, listen to you <laughs> and stay in touch with you. Oh my goodness. Because the global health piece, especially as we've all learned with the pandemic, is forefront for everybody. It's something we all have. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Since 1963, Semester at Sea has given over 73,000 people from 1,700 academic institutions an unparalleled experience of visiting more than 60 different countries across six of the seven continents. Semester at Sea serves undergraduate, gap year, and graduate students. Furthermore, the Lifelong Learner Program allows non-students to experience and explore and learn alongside students. If you or someone you know wishes to apply or donate to this world-shifting experience, please visit semesteratsea.org. Once again, that's semesteratsea.org for more information. And I was trying to remember, since you brought up your studies, I was trying to remember Juan Hope for some reason. And you can tell me, like, Annie, your memory is so not right. Did you do a lot of music on the ship? Uh, Are you a musician? I am a musician, yes. I thought you were. What do you play? <laughs> Mainly nowadays piano because of work, but I am not an instrumentalist. I do production work and composition work. So I wouldn't dare to call myself a pianist or a guitar uh, guitarist or a drummer, whatever. I know how to play them. I know how to make cool sounds with them but I'm not a professional instrumentalist. I, I, I deal with computers mainly and microphones. Whilst I was on the ship, uh, I decided not to take any of the music classes because I knew that I was gonna study music. So I said, I'm gonna take this opportunity to perhaps delve into other subjects that I might not have uh, the opportunity to, to ever see again or the time or whatever in the future. So I drastically different classes from music, I took anthropology, an intro to psychology, creative writing, and acting. And of course, I made good friends with, with a music professor, Eric DeLuca. I don't know if he hears this. If he does, hi. <laughs> Haven't talked to him in quite a while, but we made good acquaintances in, in, in the ship. And of course, we talked at length about music and other stuff. And whilst I was in the ship, there is, there was, I don't know if there still is, I'm sure there is, a big music scene inside the ship and I got to participate in an acapella group in a number of different talent shows and I played around with people. I didn't bring any of my own instruments in the ship, mm. but throughout the voyage, I'm sure you remember when we arrived in England, I arrived with three different <laughs> instruments in my mother's eyes. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. So arriving with all that and we had to travel a lot. From England to Colombia again. So I had to bring some of the instruments back home. And she brought a guitar. I was going to Spain afterwards. Oh, gee. 
we're going to France and then I was going on my own to Spain. So there was quite still some traveling to do, but I just couldn't pass the opportunity to get, for instance, an ukulele in Hawaii. I also bought a mandolin in, in, in Vietnam, handmade mandolin. And there was, yeah, there was a family, a professor who was with, with her family in the ship. And they had brought a guitar with them for her, their child to play. And they were going to leave it in the ship. And I told them, hey, guys, if you want to leave it, that's totally fine. But there's two things that you might consider. This is the last voyage of the Explorer. I have no idea what's going to happen with all the instruments on one hand. And on the other hand, it might not be played. It might get destroyed. It might be left in very bad conditions. Why didn't you sell it to me? <laughs> so they ended up selling it to me. And that's what I brought home. With all of those instruments that I, oh, nice. I also got a little drum in India. Wait, no, it was not in India. Yeah, it was in India. So yeah, with all those instruments, I got to play quite a bit whilst on the ship. I love that. And I'm sure if he wasn't before, I'll make sure Eric gets to hear this. So he hears his shout out. <laughs> and, and, and the reason I asked you that right after Sophia shared so much about mental health and psychology globally, music on the ship is such a connector and a unifier and a, and we have all those serious moments. And also we have these moments of love brought together by the celebration of music. And so I, re I do remember you playing lots of music. I'm glad to hear music is still a part of your life. And at some point you'll have to share some compositions. I'm so interested in hearing what you've been up to. Sure. And Rosario, when you sailed, what did what were the things that you participated in outside of of classes? Oh my god. I was I worked as a mail sorter because we got <laughs> in every port that we arrived, they got like this big uh, double batch with the mail because we didn't have internet, we didn't have mails, we didn't have anything. So every everyone on the ship was uh, so excited to arrive at port and have their mails and their letters from families and friends and everything. So I was a mail sorter. And besides that, I was in like a, in a theater, but it was not one of my classes, but I participated in theater, in little theaters, in playing theater. I don't remember. I don't even remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and I was in a group of international people. We were just like eight people from besides the Americans, but all of them were from Asia, from Hong Kong, from Taiwan, and from, I don't know where else, Japan maybe also. Yes, from Japan and me. We were <laughs> like eight people. That, that was all. And everyone else were, were American from the United States. So we had a little group of international people and we get very close friends because we're, we, are, we were the different people in the, on the ship. I don't remember anything else. I remember very much the mail sorting because everyone was so excited to get to port and to get their mails, <laughs> their letters. That's incredible. I've never thought about that. I have never thought about that. I'm so glad you shared that story. Had a mailbox in a, in, mm -hmm. it was like a, a very big rack where we, yeah. and when we arrived at port, everyone was sitting there waiting for their mailboxes to be full. It's funny the difference. Nowadays, no one receives a, a written letter on the ship. No, it's all email, I think. Yeah. I think, I believe so. I remember we could send mail out. 
We could send our postcards or our letters out, but yeah, no mailbox, no getting mail. Oh, that is so cool. And then Tsumashoti had an office, I believe it still is like that, in every port that the ship arrived. And they were the places where the mail, the letters arrived. So, for example, my family and my friends, and at that time my boyfriend, had to calculate the time of the mail. So they had to calculate how many days it would take to one place or to another. And many of the letters got lost because they never arrived when the ship arrived. You just had to keep trying. A lot of letters and hope. But that is such a cool image. Oh, my goodness. And what excitement waiting for those. Talking about the written mail, mm-hmm. my process of being um, enrolled at Semeshwati was written by mail, but like the air mail. Most of the information got to me late. I couldn't get the courses that I wanted because the mail took so long going back and forth. And it was such a mess. But that was <laughs> what happened then. <laughs> like the field trips. The, I couldn't get the field trips that I wanted because I got late to every possibility. <laughs> so it was, it was, it's very funny nowadays, but it was such a problem. It's an adventure. <laughs> that is fabulous. Oh my goodness. And I don't, Sophia, I don't know what you're going to have in spring 2024, but something we used to actually appreciate was that internet was not so readily available because we had people actually talking to each other and not looking at their phones. So part of me hopes that it still retains a piece of that, but I know many would say, no, internet. <laughs> <laughs> we want <we> Texas. <laughs> so, uh, but I love that story, Rosario. I, I do. I love that story. Like for historical. Historical. <laughs> I almost wish it was still a little bit more like that because it's tangible and it has an excitement ar- around it. That's oh, really Dean Timmits as the Dean. I don't know if he's still there. Dean Timmits will always, he is the heart of Semester at Sea in many ways. <laughs> So I think, I don't know if the Odyssey has a space on the ship that's in his honor, but the Explorer did. I still keep in touch with Timmet, so I believe he's still very involved. Tell him that I always remember him and it's part of my life. <laughs> I will tell him that will bring him so much joy. What was it like, Rosario, having um, the Dean? What was it like having Dean Timmet? He was such a positive person. He was always bringing like hope to everything and uh, he was very strict and very disciplined, but he was very nice. He was uh, very joyful and always with hope. Everything was hope. Everything was like positive thinking and I like that in people. It's so needed and way to go. I'll tell him (laughs) and hopefully he'll hear it on here. I hope he listens to the podcast. Uh, And who is your Dean, Juanjo? Robert Vieira. Bob Vieira. Very cool. Very cool. That is awesome. What? So now that Sophia's, Sophia, I feel like, first of all, congratulations on your recent graduate or soon graduation. We're not quite to September. Graduation. Oh my goodness. So exciting. Woohoo. Bravo. That is such a big deal. When you three are talking right now with this new excitement of now you're going to go, what's coming up? What advice are you getting from your brother and mom? Wow, that's a huge question. Not much. I'd rather wait for her to have her own experience. Yeah. <laughs> I think that every experience is really different. So I'm really excited because I've worked a lot in myself and I've worked a lot to 
to hug my feelings and my emotions and my own experiences. So I'm really excited to go as a grown-up because I think it was really different because my mother and my brother, they both went when they were... Yeah, you both went gap year, right? I, I went to Nashati after that year in Boston. Mm-hmm. That was my, my gap semester. And then I, I started university after yes, arriving yeah. from semester at sea. So it years. wasn't a gap semester also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the gap years are normally the ones that are like younger on the voyage. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go as a senior <laughs> somehow. And as a granny. As a granny. <laughs> as a granny brothers. So I think it's going to be like to start from then. From there, it's really different experience. However, I've received a lot of advices from different areas on the ship. And it depends a lot because my mother's advice is really, it's more like a human advice or more regarding my emotions or my experience. My brother's advice is more like a practical advice. So it's really different. But I believe that, of course, I'll take the advice and I'm really grateful for it. But I'm also open for to the experience, like, mm, I really want to go into understand that it's my experience, not them, and not their experience. So I think that the biggest advice of them all is just to be myself, because I know that there's a lot of anxiety, especially at the beginning, because, of course, I'm, I'm a Colombian girl, and, of course, I'm hoping that there's more Latin American people, but also it's really, it's, I know that I'm exotic somehow, <laughs> So, of course, there's a little bit of anxiety by that, but I know that I have a, a nice personality, or at least I think so. So I think that the best advice is just to be myself and just to hope and to trust on myself and to trust on my knowledge and my path and to and hopefully make great friends like to for our lifetime friends. So, yeah, I think that's the best advice I can actually receive. What Sophie is saying is it's very important because from the three of us, I went the youngest. My mom was 19. I went when I was 18. My sister's going to be 24. 24. And I'm sure my birthday is going to be on the ship. On the ship. And actually, my birthday is going to be on the alumni ball. <laughs> so I'm really excited. It's the, right. yeah, the biggest thing that I've told Sophie is to explore more because for sure, I was not, not the youngest on my voyage, but I was amongst the youngest, and it sure felt like that. I was just out of high school, but I was still very apprehensive of going on my own, as well as I didn't knew how to uh, how easy it would be to plan like just going on my own in different countries. So one thing I told Sophie, I don't know if you're going to do it in the end or not, mm-hmm. is I took field trips in every port. Just because it was a safer option. Just, I know what I'm going to do. I don't have to worry about logistics, finding people, whatever, dealing with bad communications whilst on the ship to plan everything out. But one of my biggest regrets, perhaps, with, with the whole experience, was not going out on my own more or with a group of people to explore more and to deviate from the well-paved path of the field trips. I think it's a good thing that my sister is having the opportunity to go a little bit older. I don't regret at all going when I did. I think it was an important moment in my life and I extracted the most out of it. But I think I might have extracted a bit more if I went a little bit older. Yeah, and actually what I was going to say is that 
I'm also, I'm really, I'm really adventurous. <laughs> so I really like to travel and I've been traveling alone for a while now. So my first like solo voyage was when I was 16 or 17, I think. And since then I've traveled alone a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a really good advice. And well, of course, to be, I would love to have a group of friends and to travel with them. But I'm also, I am aware that you have to be really conscious about their budget and their expectations and, and things. Like I've heard a lot of advices with that. But sure, I would love to travel like on my own. And of course, to do some field trips also. I really want to have the whole experience. So I think that can be nice. And But that is for sure a positive thing to go as a grown-up. <laughs> And, and also like with my adventurous soul. Spirit. Yeah, spirit. <laughs> You're going to thrive. You're going to have so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> and everything, it's, it's easier to go on the field trips. Yes, and yeah. then when you have a group and everything, you can go on your own with a group or whatever. Yeah. There is also a, a, a bit of a, a disadvantage that Sophie's going to have. I had... Uh, a week at sea before our first port, which was Hawaii, which was only two days, and then a whole another week until we got to Japan. But yeah, we, so this trip is going to start from Thailand, and they're going to hit the road. Malaysia. <laughs> so I don't know, like two, three days later, yeah. you're going to be in another port. So it's going to be all very fast, and and I, I felt that there's not going to be much time <laughs> to to get to know people. And I was telling her yeah. that's a bit that of a challenge for you. <laughs> I had. 15 days before we arrived at, at the Atlantic. We have we traveled from Seattle to Japan through the Pacific. Pacific. It was horrible. The Pacific was not very Pacific. Towards. <laughs> <laughs> so we had all the time to get together and everything. It's quite a difference. I haven't yeah. thought yeah, about it. It is. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. That is that is interesting because yeah, use I'm used to the structure Rosario and Jose where you have an ocean crossing prior to the oh this is gonna be interesting yeah. I can't wait to have the post Sophia sailing maybe we'll do a part two and be like now Sophia what was it like but wow what a cool starting port are you starting so you're starting in Thailand yeah it's Thailand and Malaysia later wow two days yeah really, really by each other <laughs> yeah it's a, it's also a challenge it's gotta be really fast but yes nice. anyway. where does the voyage disembark and in germany, germany. okay yeah. wonderful and braver haven braver not hamburg yeah where the mv explorer was built i don't know where the odyssey was but it was always like oh the mv explorer we're going to hamburg this is where it was built what was i going to ask you it had to do with Oh, so one of my favorite semester at CMEM was the reu reunion of Juan Ho and Rosario. I keep that photo. It, yeah. it makes it that I don't know how to express it to you all, but just that was why I did the job. And just that was one of those moments. And I keep it and I can't believe we have it on photographs, but it's just amazing. It's just an amazing I moment. Wonderful. I was waiting there. Standing in that cold port, I remember, so and I was I had a, a Colombian flag. So maybe Juan Jose would see me, and they and he didn't see me any. I know from the no, ship. From the I ship. know from the ship. I didn't see from her. the ship. I was like running along the ship entrance with the flag, <laughs> and he never saw me there. I think we won that we won the Sea Olympics. 
So we were going to disembark first. And I was by the door inside the ship. So I had no way of looking. And I remember that there were two people on the ship that disembarked that day. That they had a very big loss with his family, his father or something like that. So they were us that went out. And everyone was clapping and they, nobody knew that they were yeah. just arriving in a horrible situation with their family's problem. Yeah. That, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember. I knew that guy. <laughs> it was cruel. Everyone clapping at them and they were, oh, I know this is so sad. It was like, I don't know, like two, three days before he was embarking that his father passed away. Oh, that's really... Yeah. But one or two, there were two people, no? So there, there was, sadly... There were two cases of uh, parents passing whilst the voyage was going on. Mm-hmm. One person was from Mexico and his father died, I think, while That's we... right. I'm not sure if we were, like, in in Singapore, Myanmar, like, around that area. He mm-hmm. flew back to Mexico and then he met us back in the ship. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He did. In South Africa or Namibia or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. So that was one case. And the other case was this guy, Jeremy, that my mom's talking about, that sadly his father passed away like two or three days before this. And so like first thing the ship did, it was an exception because there was a whole process of disembarking and whatever, but they allowed him to go out first so he can grab the first plane back home in the way. It actually took a while from the moment that he went out until we started going out. No, not, not the night, See, like half an hour or something. It, it was like a, it was like a, como se llama? Un siglo. Like a, like a century. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that, that is true. I remember that this, yeah. the, because of my role, I remember the student from Mexico and helping him go to his father's funeral mm-hmm. and returning. But those, that's an important part to keep in mind. His life continues. You're out, your life off of the ship continues. Yeah. And every voyage had sometimes wonderful celebrations where people had some, but they had a new niece or a nephew or a little brother or sister. But on the other end, there were people almost every voyage who had a significant person in their life pass away while they were at sea. And that could happen. We talked about that with Sophia like a couple yeah. of weeks ago, because we have my mother that she's very old. She's 86, but she's very well. And in so Colombia, we say, está como Lulo. Like, she's perfect. She's very well. But Sofia was asking me, what if Mamina, we call her Mamina, if she, she passes away, and I told her, that's life. We never know. Mm. Don't think about it, but it could be. You will never know. We, I can pass away also, and my mother, or whatever. But that's mm. life. Life goes on. We cannot think about it in a drastic way. Mm. So we have yeah. just to take life as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. As it comes also. It's yeah. so true. It's so true. There was, um, when I sailed in fall 11, there was a student voyager whose mother had serious cancer and the mother had told her to please still go. The mother did pass away while she was on the voyage, but it, it was viewed as, as fulfilling kind of her mother's wish that she continue on. But it, yes. It, yes, there's always, there's sadly always, because that is human life. That is part of, part of what Talking about Juan Jose lives, you were the one who took the, the picture, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, I took the picture, and I don't know if I've ever, there's very, a handful of times in my life I've ever been around somebody so genuinely excited as you were, <laughs> your son, with the flag, yeah. and 
<laughs> so much excitement, contagious excitement, which is where my initial question was going was, will you be able to go to Germany? I don't know, but nowadays, Sophia is not very interested in me. No, because so I am. Because she has a, a boyfriend, but he's going to be there. Okay. No, no, it's not true. It's not true. No, so I'm stuck with this. Okay. My mother, she wants to do the Santiago pathway. Santiago walking. I don't the know path, if you know Santiago. about it. It's Spain. Oh, yeah. Yes. She wants to do it and she's going to be in Portugal. So I tell her we should meet in Portugal because that's going to be like around my birthday and around her birthday. <laughs> so I told her why you don't go to Portugal and then we meet each other in Portugal. We spend some days there and then in Germany, my boyfriend goes. But it's not because I don't want her. Of course I do. Of course I do. Of course it would be really excited to go like to have the same experience <laughs> as they did. But it can also be really nice to be in Portugal and then in Germany with him. Like, I have the best of both. <laughs> that is very true. Portugal together would be pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yet. You don't have to know yet. You have time. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have time. Oh, my goodness. This was such a joy. Thank you all so, so much. Is there anything you'd like to share before we say just goodbye for now? Everything. But then... I can't think of any particular thing. <laughs> yeah. Such an experience. When we travel with semester at sea, it's something that really hits your mind and your soul and your heart. And it, it rests there for the rest of your life. It's something that is so important and such a living experience that it's hardly easy to forget anything. So that's our experience. And we are very happy to have you. And I hope my granddaughters and my grandchildren, if I'm going to have any, I don't know, could <laughs> sail in San Luzzati also. So work very hard because the prices are very high. And by then it's going to be more. True. That is true. It is a significant investment. My goodness. But for me to end up, I think that it has also been really pretty and a beautiful experience for me because I've been working really hard to go on the ship. And especially because I really want to give back everything that my family has given me. So I started an entrepreneurship brand to have savings for my ship, for my voyage. So yeah, I think it is really pretty to work for the things I really want. And Semester at Sea has been my dream since forever. So I'm really working hard for it. And especially to give back everything that, that my family has given me in a grateful way. So yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm really grateful with Semester at Sea. And especially, yeah, to actually have the privilege to actually know the program. And it's somehow like a family tradition. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, I hope that my, my children can go also. It's a requirement now. In the it is. Yeah, <laughs> Now that's it for this episode. Special thank you to Annie Rappaport, the Betancourt family, and to the ISE and SAS supporters around the world, and to those working in the home office. To any alumni, please reach out to the show. The content on this show is only possible with your help and your experiences. Once again, to apply, donate, or learn more, please visit semesteratsea.org. Semester at Sea podcast will be back with our next episode, December 20th. Thank you for listening this week, and until next time, 
sailing off. <laughs>